well, our moms think we're funny. Hey everybody, this is Turk182. Hey, and I'm a Comey. And today we are doing something a little different, something we've done before, something like this, but we're doing something <laughs> a little bit different. We're kind of um, going back to our roots. Yes, we're going we, back to our roots. We did a lot of uh, of top lists and top tens and things like that, uh, and hypotheticals Yes, in season one, and I think a lot of that kind of fell by the wayside in season two in favor of us doing some more like conversational bits. And uh, we've talked about this for a long time, and uh, basically what we're doing today is we're discussing songs that in your dream world that you would hear covered by whoever you wanted to cover. So basically, there's no cap on this. It could be somebody from way back when. It could be bands that are disbanded, bands where the lead singer's dead. But you can say, I like this song. I would love to hear it covered by blah de blah Right. And uh, we don't have a specific number, because I think you said you have, like, five or six. Yeah. I've got, like, around ten. But I uh, just figured we could just, you know, throw some of these out. If you come up with any more while we're talking, then... Yeah, we'll hey, just throw them in there. Yeah, just feel free to, you know, toss it right in there. I do feel bad, though, because um, on my list, uh, I do have uh, the same artist twice. Oh, that's cool. Um, which I kind of feel bad. It's like, it makes me... I feel like I'm like I'm limiting myself. Like, like I don't know any other bands except for this. <laughs> But, um, but uh, I'm like, yeah, I, I, I just, when, when I thought about it and I was like, you know what? Um, yeah, that I, I just, I hear that person's, uh, voice. Yeah, no, that's totally cool. And, you know, and how this came about was, um, we were having a conversation because you like Fleetwood Mac. Mm-hmm. I don't care for Fleetwood Mac, but I like their songs when they're covered by other people. Yeah. And that's something that I found with a lot of, like, I don't like the Beatles, but I like the Beatles songs when they're covered by other people. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and I was like, well, who else? And then you have some really good covers, like um, uh, the Foo Fighters, when they did their cover of Darling Nikki. Mm-hmm. And then when, uh, of course, when Prince did his uh, his cover of Best of You, you know, and you, you hear these things sometimes and you don't even think about it. Especially if it's a, um, if it's a, um, if it's a good song, you don't really even think about like it's like blasphemy, like cover, like what? No, yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah. But then sometimes you hear covering, like wow. I think earlier today I mentioned I was like when uh, Chris Cornell did the cover of Billie Jean. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Yeah, you know? yeah. Wouldn't have even thought about that. Um, and yeah, you know, and then uh, Sinead O'Connor did her cover of uh, Prince. Nothing compares to you. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so it, even if it's a good song. Sometimes you can you can you can enjoy both like the yeah you know, the uh, like um and we mentioned this a long 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 time ago but um uh come together yeah uh, Aerosmith's version Michael Jackson's version mm-hmm. I love both of those both beautiful covers yeah I can tolerate the original <laughs> I can yeah um you know I mean like I I'm I'm a big fan of song covers because so much of like what I listen to through YouTube, which I know we're not really thrilled with YouTube right now, but right. Uh, so much of what I listen to with YouTube are from YouTubers who are doing song covers, like Nate Wants to Battle has a great cover album. He, he does an amazing cover of Feel Good, Inc. Um, really? Oh, yeah. Oh. And, and he does like kind of a punk rock thing, so he's like harmonizing with himself, and then he gets somebody else to do the rap segment, but it's it's pretty great. Um, and of course, you know, I love uh, Ninja Sex Party's covers, mm-hmm. and they have like three cover albums plus... Dan teamed up with the Super Guitar Brothers for a cover album, which uh, the opening track on that is a cover of Kiss from a Rose by Seal. Mm-hmm. Great cover. 
Uh, Weezer just did an entire cover. Um, oh, yeah. All 80 songs. Uh, and Rage Against the Machine did a cover album. Nice. Um, yeah, which had like a Street Fighting Man on there, which is really good. Uh, uh, Microphone Fiend, uh, Pistol Grip Pump. Uh, and they did uh, uh, Bob Dylan, um, Maggie's Farm, which nice. is probably one of my 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 favorite like, songs that, that they've done. Um, and I mean, I love, of course, like Rodeo is up there. It's like yeah, yeah. my number one. And, um, and then you've got, uh, but then Maggie's farm is really high. Uh, so, so, I mean, you know, I, I think sometimes like not only can covers just kind of rejuvenate a song, mm-hmm. but it can also, you know, depending on the song can bring it, uh, bring it to the attention, a good song, bring it to the attention of someone that normally wouldn't have listened to it because they don't care for the artist. Yeah. And you can't always separate the artist from the song. Yeah, yeah, not always. And you know, I just, I, I think it's, I think it's good to like kind of give a song a fresh take. And you know, I'm, I think there's times when it's like it's good to do a cover, and it's just like you were singing that song exactly as the original artist intended it to, mm-hmm. and that's fine. But then I also really like when you're bringing a whole fresh new spin to it, right. and just like that thirty second to Mars cover that you played, uh, stronger, stronger, yeah. And it's like it was a totally different experience. But I liked it just as much as the Kanye West version. It's and then like the- uh, we played, like before this, we played the um, uh, Rob Zombie or White Zombie's version of Blitzkrieg Bop, mm-hmm. which is, it's really nice. It's different from the Ramones version. Yeah, yeah. But then you have something like um, uh, uh, the Commodore's Easy. Mm-hmm. And then you hear the Faith No More version, which is sung very similarly. It yeah, sounds yeah. just as good, though. Or like, and, and it's a change in like in like in the the the, the voice, you mm-hmm. know, the vocals, even yeah. though it may be sung in like the same key or, or or rhythm. Yeah, yeah. But like everybody sings differently at the end of the day. So you know, it's it is really cool. It's kind of like Ballroom Blitz, and like I, I love the version from Wayne's World. Oh yeah, I mean, too. I I like that one more than the one by Sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's like my favorite. So yeah, there's that. So it's it's pretty cool. But yeah, we just started thinking like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if so and so ever covered this song? It's like, you know what? We should just do a podcast on this. Yeah. So uh, you want to go first or shall I? I can because it was kind of my idea. Um, I can. So um, and this one, this kind of sucks because I I actually started writing this down before like Weezer album dropped. I even heard about nah. it. And it was just because I, you know, I like Weezer. Um, just, <laughs> Your whole list is just going to be the stuff from the Weezer cover album, isn't it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> I really it's, wish Weezer would just cover Africa. Yeah. <laughs> and I, and I actually, I, um, I uh, tweeted Matt Damon, and I was like, "Hey, Matt Damon, you're a big Weezer fan, right? Not, not just Pinkerton." And uh, <laughs> <laughs> can we all just agree that Weezer's the best band of all time? <laughs> um, and um, and so my first one is Weezer doing a cover of. We're through being cool by Devo. Oh my god, that would be awesome! <laughs> Wouldn't that be awesome? Oh wow, yeah, I re- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! This is off to a good start. The bad thing about this is, we're the ones that we hear, we're like, we really like, will probably never happen, and we're like, yeah. I really want this to happen. I want this to be a real thing. <laughs> yeah. I guess, like, and I don't know how many people would even know we're through being cool, because was that exclusive on uh, the heavy metal soundtrack? No, it's actually, which is funny, because it's in the movie, but it's not on the soundtrack. That's right, yeah. Um, it's actually just, it's all, just one of their, one of their songs from one of their other albums. Oh, wow. Yeah. I don't know, I don't know Devo's uh, discography as well as I'd like. That's really, yeah, that would be really good, though. Yeah. All right, so, uh, yeah, like I said, I've got a few more than you, but uh, this was one of the first ones I thought of when we first started talking about this months ago, which is, I want to hear... Stone Temple Pilots, the original Stone Temple Pilots, with Scott covering Three Doors Down's Kryptonite. Wow. 
Yeah. So when I, when I think about the uh, about the chorus, I can hear Scott right like, <laughs> belting that out in, in his style. In, yeah, in his, his style that is because he has a certain like drag to his voice. Yes, he does. And like, yeah, there's just there would be so much like throat and so much oomph to that chorus. Especially um at in the at the end of the second verse where he's like, um, as long as you'll be my friend at the end, right? Yeah, I can just I can hear that just like him kind of like dragging that up into the chorus. Yeah, that would be I would love that. Yeah, man, that that would be that would be really nice. Um, uh, so yeah, uh, <laughs> mine is um, uh, and for so many, it, it could be that maybe on like some kind of a like a rare uh, like B side or a deep cut or something, you know, some side B's or whatever. These may have been done. I've got a, um, I downloaded a bunch of uh, Foo Fighter uh, songs like a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And one of the things on there was uh, some things that they had done on talk shows. Yeah. And yeah. they had, they had just, and a lot of them were just, they, they, cause they did like, I don't know, like 60 seconds of Hit Me Baby One More Time or whatever. Yeah. And then they did like Born to Buy You. Uh, I know and, they did like 30 seconds of Larger Than Life. Yeah, so, uh, so you know, it's, it's possible that one of these could, could be on something. Um, and I just never heard it. But one of the things that uh, that uh, I, I thought was Prince, you know, the late the Prince Rogers Nelson doing Long Tall Sally by Little Richard. Ooh. All right. I can see that. Yeah. Um, and just cause, you know, the, his, his, his voice, his energy, um, and then doing that with long toss, I was like, that would be, that would sound super nice. Uh, that just, would be you know, really good. And then, and then you put his guitar in there too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, that would be, that would be fantastic. God, he could shred. Yeah. It would be a much like cleaner version of the song. Like Prince's vocals were a lot cleaner than Little Richards. If you, um, uh, you know, we, we often talk about other like, uh, like podcasts and stuff on our show. Um, which I guess we, we probably shouldn't, but, <laughs> but I'm, I mean, I, I like these, these different like podcasters. So I'm okay with just giving them like a bit of a, like a shout out or something. Yeah, definitely. But, um, not that this guy needs it, but, um, uh, if you, um, if you listen to Disgraceland, um, uh, was it Jake Brennan's, uh, podcast? He did one recently, uh, about Prince and there's a part in there and you talk about like Prince shredding where he, uh, it was a, was it rock and roll hall of fame and they were paying tribute to somebody and how he just stayed there. And then like the band was playing, it's like Tom Petty and a couple of people in their playing, and he just walks out and then just joins in and the way he's describing the scene. And of course you can pull this up on YouTube and watch yeah, the actual I, I video. I feel like I've seen this video. <laughs> and, and like the other people, he's like, there's this, this, Subtle subtlety in like their their uh their their facial features as it as he's like starts to shred and they're just kind of like in awe of what he's doing. Oh yeah. And he plays and does his part and then just unceremoniously just walks right off the stage. So he's like, <laughs> he he walks out, does his thing, just rips it up, just you know, and then just walks right off the stage when he's done, and that's it. Such big dick energy. It reminds <laughs> it reminds me of like Bruce Lee saying like you know I don't have to brag. You know, it's like, I, I'm not going to brag and try to convince you that I'm amazing. You should just be able to see it. It's that kind of thing. You know, I think it's kind of funny about Prince is that you know that he would sometimes... 
<laughs> right on the back of his bodyguard. Oh yeah. <laughs> and he would like and the thing is, you could um that only works if you are a small guy. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, you can't like it's kind of a badass thing. <laughs> but it's only a badass thing that you can pull it off because you're a small guy, but but then you small, it's small but powerful. He's like a halfling. But it's, it's, it's like <laughs> the thing is that, like but but it's because you're small that's that you can do it. It's 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 this weird thing where you can't, you can't be like oh, it's like oh well you know look at him he's small that's why you can ride on the guy's back. It's like no that's that's kind of awesome in a weird way. You know? Yeah, it's like Blaster Master. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so uh, right now um, you know we normally when we're doing a podcast we just got something on in the background so we're not gazing longly into each other's eyes. <laughs> And we don't have anything in particular on right now. It's, uh, it was uh, Ant-Man Wasp, you know, just on like TBS or whatever. Yeah. And they showed a commercial for something. And then the commercial shows a guy riding down the street in like a bear costume. He's riding on a motorcycle down the street in a bear costume. Yeah, yeah. Did, I think I've told you this, but I don't think, I think I've ever told in a podcast about, um, this is very much music related, by the way, um, about, uh, the time that Stax and I went to go see the Flaming Lips. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we go to see the Flaming Lips, and it's fantastic. Great show where they—I forget who opened for them. Um, but did they even have an opening band? Uh, it was um, it was Wayne Cohen's. Um, I think his brother had a band called Dark Star, and they had just done a uh, an album. It was like a full cover of Dark Side of the Moon. Nice. And they opened for for um, for the Flaming Lips, and then the Flaming Lips played. And, uh, and of course, you know, we're there and we're in an amphitheater. Um, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. It was like a pavilion amphitheater mm-hmm. and, you know, just, of course, there's like a lot of weed being smoked and, uh, and you can smell it. So we were leaving and we were walking back to the car after the show and it's about 1130 or so at night and the street's fairly empty and we're walking back to the car and then on a bicycle riding down the street was a person in a pink bunny costume, head to toe <laughs> pink bunny costume with the hood, the like the the hat on, God, the head I, on. I would think it was a serial killer. And they just riding down the street in a bicycle. And I looked at him, and he looked at me, and I was like, "Did you just see that?" And he's like, "Yeah." And I was like, "Okay." I thought, <laughs> I thought maybe I had a contact high. <laughs> Then uh, I'd be scared shitless that they were gonna like try to kill me. <laughs> uh, it's funny because because after that the next day we both went to work. So like on a Wednesday right. we both went to work and um, he was a team manager and like all the team managers gone out to to eat and they um, and wherever they were sitting at a restaurant um, he was sitting at the end of a table and the sunlight was coming in from the window and was hitting him right in the face. So one of the other ones were the team leaders were talking to him. And he was just kind of like, kind of dazed because the sunlight seemed he couldn't really see. And they were like, and they all knew he went to the concert last night. And they were like, he's still a little high from last night. <laughs> he's like, he's like, what? He's like, yeah, we've been talking to you. And he's like, I can't see. It's like the sun in my eyes. And I'm kind of blinded there. So while that's going on, I was actually teaching a class and I'm teaching. I'm walking back and forth. And as I'm walking back and forth, I'm teaching. I'm like, I'm like, damn, that's like, Something smells like weed, right? And, and I'm walking, I'm like, and I'm trying not to bring attention, but I'm like, I'm like, something smells like weed. 
it was in my hair. Right? Oh, God. <laughs> so as I'm walking back and forth, my hair is going and everything. <laughs> the smell of weed kept wafting by me. And I'm, I'm trying to teach class, but I'm in the middle of saying something. I'm like, damn, something smells like weed. What is it? And I'm like, oh, I'm showered. I'm showered. I'm wearing fresh clothes. Like, what is it? And, and everybody that's like interacting with just like, God damn, he smells like weed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, Lord. Wow. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. All right. <laughs> So, my next one might be a little bit controversial. Okay. Uh, so, you and I, neither of us are really fans of Bon Jovi. <sighs> okay, so I got another story to tell before I do that. You know, I, do, <laughs> I do not like Bon Jovi, with the exception of... Um, I can't... I can, oh, I'm doing with, okay with Wanted Dead or Alive, but Blaze of Glory I do like. But that's hmm. only because it was the theme song to Young Guns 2. Yeah. And I yeah. do love Young Guns 2 so much. It's a great movie. Um, so... Again, this is another story with Stax. He was at my house one night, and we had been playing Guitar Hero. So this was like years ago, back when that was something people did. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, we were playing, and we had like one more to go in the set. And it was um, it was uh, Bon Jovi, like, Wanted Dead or Alive. <laughs> and after we, I forget the song we had played before, and we had just fucked that one up. <laughs> and then we started doing Wanted Dead or Alive. And, you know, neither one of us liked the song, but... The play was really good. We did a really good job on it. And it was nice. like, damn, that sucks. Why did we do good on this one? <laughs> you get really mad at yourself. It's like, oh. Yeah, I would like to hear uh, Living on a Prayer by Bon Jovi, covered by Nirvana. More as a curiosity. Actually, you know what? I think it might have been Living on a Prayer instead of uh, My Dear Alive. But even still, they, they, all the fucking songs suck. And it's like, um, I don't think Living on a Prayer is a good song per se, but I feel like if Nirvana had covered it, they could have probably salvaged it, you know? Mm, probably. They could have probably made it palatable. Yeah. Um, like, fix the vocals, kick up the tempo a bit, make it a little bit rockier. I think they could do it. You know, what's funny is that, like, for a band like Nirvana, they could they could do that and be like, oh, it's like, hey, you know what? We could probably really make this song rock. I'm not going to, because right? it's a shitty song. <laughs> but bitch, we could. Yeah, I'm sure they had that conversation. It's like, no, we can make this work. And then there's like 30 seconds of silence. And then Kurt's just like, nah, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> That's stupid. <laughs> I already got stomach problems. You want to make it worse? Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I think I told you uh, when I was in... There was a guy I used to know that used to sing the first line. Um, it was in, in school. He used to sing the first line of uh, of uh, "Living on a Prayer," <laughs> and he just used to be like, <laughs> "Joey used to work at the docks. <laughs> the union went on strike. His hearing aid broke, and that was it." <laughs> No idea what that was funny, <laughs> but it was. Have, have you seen the shitty uh, concert edit of, of that? No, like, they they do this with like all kinds of stuff. They like I've seen them do it with like Rocket Man and all kinds of stuff, and it's just like they just edit it to be super super shitty. And it'll be things like they'll show the person like playing the piano, but then they'll just dub over like random keys being hit, just like bling blong bling blong and stuff like that. <laughs> and it's it's always really funny. But then they did. They did living on a prayer, and it just shows them playing it, and it's at the at the intro, and it's just like whoa, 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 whoa. But then they just do that on cycle over and over <laughs> and over for like a minute, and then they just cut it into Joey used to work on the docks. Joey used to work on the docks. And they just like repeat that like eight times, and then it ends. <laughs> it's it's a really good edit. So uh, 
one of my favorite uh, covers. And I mentioned it because it's, it's kind of like what you just said. One of my favorite covers is um, is the Beastie Boys. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, hold on. Benny and the Jets. Oh, it's, nice. it's, it's on their uh, Sounds of Science anthology or like double CD. And what's what's great about it is uh, I try to think who which one is it that's that's singing. Um, see, it's not my D. Um, it's, it's not, I, yeah, it's, it's not Ad Rock either. So, um, so yeah, so. It's not, I'm, I'm trying because I've, I've never seen the video. I just hear the voices. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, but what's great about it is when he gets to the chorus or like some some of the words, he just mumbles them. <laughs> he just starts off. He's like, "Hey kids, take you to the desert. You know to change the weather." And it's so great. And it's like a live cover. <laughs> it's beautiful. And I love it, man. And he just, like, the words he doesn't know, he mumbles. And I'm like, this is so awesome. <laughs> one of my one of my favorite experiences like that. Um, <laughs> you know, the Foo Fighters will oftentimes, like, find fans in the audience who can play. And they'll bring them up and let them, you know, play. And uh, there's been some pretty impressive videos like that where it's like, oh, yeah, you want to do one of our songs with us? And... Then, like, they brought up a, this, like, little 10-year-old kid, and he just, like, was looking sto- so starstruck, and he's like, I'm learning, I'm learning. And like, okay, well, can can you play anything right yet? Or you, can you get to where you can play anything yet? And he's like, I know the, I know all the chords to, to Sandman. And Dave's face just kind of falls, and he's like, all right, man, tread. And so he's doing the, he's doing the chorus and uh, doing the, the chords for it, and Dave starts singing, and he's like, say your prayers, little one. And he gets through, like, the first line, he's like, that's all I know, I'm so sorry. I'm really sorry, kid. It's <laughs> like, come, come to our show next year, I'll, I'll have the song, I'll know the song by then, I'll sing it for you, I promise. <laughs> Uh, I I love Dave. Uh, he's great. And, like the covers that he's that he's done. Um, like the he did the cover of uh, Baker Street. Mm-hmm. Oh, not him, but you know the the band that cover Baker Street. And dude, I love that. I love that song. That cover. They're great. Um, I remember the the first time I saw them in concert. He had this uh, at the yeah. They've got the stage and they've got this long like walkway that said he goes up and down. Um, I think I mentioned some of the other ones. Because if you watch it live at Wembley, it's almost like the same stage setup. Mm-hmm. So he's got this long walkway. He walks up and down through the, the crowd. But at the end of it, it had this this piece that rose up. This like this kind of staircase that rose up, and he goes up to that. And he was like, "All right, because these next two songs are going to sing just to the people at the very top, you know, in the <laughs> nosebleed section. All the rest of you guys got to look at my ass." <laughs> it was it was fantastic. Oh. All right. So, so is it my turn? It is. Okay. All right. So for my next one, um, it's uh, Beck doing Paranoid Android by Radiohead. Nice. <laughs> and I'm a, I'm a Radiohead fan. I do love Radiohead and I love Beck. And I was just, that song, I was like, man, that would be interesting hearing that yeah. from Beck. It was just like, that would be, you know... God, because when it comes to Radiohead, there's not a lot of their songs. Like you know, I, you know, we've all heard like the the ballad of Creep and that kind of thing. And it's right, really right. easy. I should say it's easy. It's 
I think it's it's more acceptable to take like a song and slow it down mm-hmm. um, and and make it a new song uh, or a different take on a song as opposed to when you kind of speed it up some or just change the, the tempo of it or right, the uh, right, like right. The, the just the the, 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 the the rhythm or cadence of the song how you break the the words up um, <clears throat> but then there's um, like you said like when I heard that, I was like, I can see him doing that, even in his kind of slower, like, drawl yeah. that he does. Um, and I don't mean that in a bad way, but if you listen to, like, the Scott Pilgrim soundtrack, when you listen to the songs by uh, by Sex Bob Bomb mm-hmm. versus the songs by, the same songs by Beck, you know, he has a, like, even Garbage Truck is so much different, you oh, know, yeah, than yeah. that. So I, I think that, but I can hear his voice fitting with that so well doing Paranoid Android. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. I've I've got Beck on my list somewhere too. <laughs> I mean, it's it's hard not to. He's amazing. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so uh, since I was singing this one earlier, this might not surprise you, but uh, may- maybe who I want it to be covered by would. Um, I want to hear Litz. I am my own worst enemy. Mm-hmm. Covered by They Might Be Giants. Hmm. God, that's nice. Yeah. Um, right. <laughs> wow. They might be giants doing my own worst enemy would be something man yeah yeah they'd have to kind of like change the instrumentation for the chorus i think but it'd be fun it'd be a really fun cover yeah and uh yeah it it was it would be so it would be so different in like the the because because they have a very it's not not unique but they have a very kind of um interesting way of uh of crafting their songs uh, and like the music. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a um, again because we're talking about covers. It was on, it was on that awesome covers um, like various artists download I got that had the yeah. Thirty Seconds of Mars Kanye on it, and this was um, oh who was it? Uh, they did a they did a cover of what was it Flaming Lips doing a cover of song shit I damn it. It's one I really like because a lot of them were just I did I, I just didn't feel but this one now now that I'm on, I'm talking about it I'm like crap I can't think of what it is now because <laughs> um, it, it wasn't a cover like she don't use jelly um, it was a uh, oh it was flaming lips and they were doing a cover of uh, oh, shit bags fuck it no which said it's part I can't remember <laughs> he's not gonna edit this part out she's gonna make me look stupid. You you got a you have a um you have more than one, um, uh, I mean you've got more than I do as yeah, far yeah. as the uh they go so okay yeah you just want me to do two at a time, um, yeah okay so uh so you heard the gorillas more recent song trans just now mm-hmm. and uh, I made a point of you listening to that before we did this episode because I would kind of like to hear that song covered by David Bowie. Hmm. Wow. So th- think about the uh, how operatic the chorus is. Do you dance like this? I think that would go perfectly with Bowie's voice. Mm. See, now I've got to listen to it again and see if I can if I can get that that hear that that Bowie. In yeah, there. yeah, yeah. That would be that would be kind of interesting. He would be a lot bassier on the verses, I think, because the verses are very wispy in trance. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, I think if if you kind of like. Got it a bit bassier, kind of boldened it up a bit, and then it, like he would just own that chorus. It would be great. 
Mm. Instrumentation would have to be totally different, but it's, uh... Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, I think that would be... You got me thinking, I'm like, ah, like, yeah, that'd be something... That'd be something, man. God, I love that song. I've listened to that song so many times in the past few weeks. Like, trans? Yeah, it's great. Oh. All right, my turn, right? Yep, yep. Okay. Um... So, unfortunately, I'm back again with Beck. Uh, I say unfortunately just because I, I was like, ah, I, I hate that I went back to him again. But I'm thinking about people that kind of do things a little bit different, take a song a little different, um, yeah. you know, different take on it. And um, Beck doing um, Sabotage by the Beastie Boys. Oh, my God. <laughs> that would be really, really good. Yeah. I, it's like I... Like I can hear kind of like I can't hear exactly how he would do it, but I can kind of hear a little bit of it in my head. I'm like, just that little part makes me want to hear more. Like I'm like, oh, I could see see him doing that. I, I feel like at least one of the times where he like belts out sabotage, he would have to do it in that like falsetto that he does in Deborah. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, he's um, and I think you've heard it. It's um, it's a song that Beck did um for the um the life less ordinary soundtrack um and the way the way he sings on that is um it's it i want well, I really like that song I, I had to track that song down to like crazy <laughs> to find that but um but uh when i think about sabotage and then and i kind of take the um take beck's voice from that song and um like his vocal style from that song and kind of kind of put it to like the, the lyrics of sabotage. I'm like, Oh yeah, that would sound, yeah. that would sound really good. Yeah. Or even, um, um, uh, uh, sex laws. Oh yeah. Yeah. You just kind of take that the way he, that the way that's crafted and stuff. And I, I love sex laws. Sex laws is great. That's one of my favorite Beck songs. All right. So what you got there? Uh, want me to do another two or, uh, you can do just, you can just do one. Okay. Um, so this one I'm not totally sure about, but uh, you know what? Actually, I'm going to skip that because uh, really, I'll I'll come back to it because I want to talk about this one because we I'm already got gorillas on the brain. Been talking a lot about gorillas. I would like to hear. <laughs> I would like to hear gorillas cover in the end by Lincoln Park. Hmm. It would be a lot. Uh... Okay, so I have to ask you this. Who's who's doing the singing? Uh, I mean, two D would be doing like the the well, chorus, you know, but as far as you mean, like during the verse with the sort of the staccato beat, the rap. Well, no, no, it's because like, you know a lot of um, a lot of the um, the gorilla songs they have like they would have a guest. Yes, they have guest vocals. Like Dare was like a great song, and they don't sing on Dare or do the rap. Mm-hmm. And then um, uh, was we talking about? Uh, uh, I think Stilo earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so. So I mean, would they be doing the the uh, doing the singing, or would someone else? Dur- they have a guest doing the singing during the chorus. I'd say the actual band doing okay. the singing, um, and it would you know it wouldn't be able to be as like as projected as Lincoln Park does it. But uh, you know maybe if they like kind of dull it down, kind of like kind of like dampen the sound, I could see that. But as far as who would do like the rap segment, I mean, I guess that's technically rap, right? Mm, I, think so. I mean, it's it's staccato rhythm at the very least. Um, gee, I don't I don't know who I would get to do that part. 
trying to think of some of who they've collaborated with. Well, you know, they've 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 done multiple collaborations with um with uh crap um De La Soul. Thank you, De La Soul. Yeah. Uh and um I mean, like, my favorite of their collaborators is Deltron, because he's amazing. Yeah. So I could kind of hear that, but it also... Yeah, the funky homo sapiens. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like it would that's almost, like, he's too good to just do that. And that's not a knock against Linkin Park, it's just that Del's got a really different flow than what that is. Well, yeah, most deaf. But he was on uh, he was on the, one of the songs on the Plastic Beach. Um, oh, yeah. So... So, yeah, uh, yeah, I could see that working. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, there we go. All right, so I have one that just I just kind of came to me, and this is I don't think a lot of people are going to agree with me, and I'm not saying this would be great, but I would at least like to hear it. Okay, because I think it would just be interesting to hear. Yeah, yeah. All right, so people don't 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 hate me. <laughs> um, I would like to hear Bjork doing a cover of "Tiny Dancer" by Elton John. I would love that. <laughs> I like Bjork. <laughs> I like I like Bjork too, but you know, I'm just like Tiny Dancer is like yeah. uh oh god, what is that what is that song that she has? I, I really like it's oh my god, it's such a um I, and see I would have been prepared for this had I not just thought of it just now. But um it's it's that one song it's so it's hauntingly beautiful, but it's so it's so uh it's sad. It's a sad song. Um, uh, I gotta, sorry, I gotta, I gotta think of the song just real quick so I can kind of right. talk about like what it, like, um, why, why it's, um, uh, it's so haunting. Yeah. Have you um, heard Weird Al's commentary on Bjork? No, I haven't. All, all he really says about it is that Bjork comes from the Icelandic word for you're standing on my windpipe. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so just give me one minute here. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that was from the same, uh, Al TV where he says that he's going to make a commentary on Peter Gabriel and then he just like puts a cassette on the floor and then hits it with a sledgehammer. Wow. Um, <laughs> it was because of the song Sledgehammer. <laughs> okay. I was going to say, cause, um, you know, he really is living up to, um, uh, to, uh, that line in Teen Titans Go when he played Darkseid, it was like, he's the most, he's the worst <laughs> person of them all. Oh no, it wasn't a cassette, it was a little toy robot. <laughs> then he just like looks in the camera, he's like, sledgehammer? <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> and we're back. Even though the people didn't know if we actually went anywhere. They do now. Oh, well, thanks. <laughs> You're not really quite sure how this editing thing goes, right? <laughs> it's supposed to be seamless. <laughs> It's kind of like jazz, improvisational jazz. It's like if you fuck up on the first verse, then you might as well make the same mistake on the second verse so they think you did it on purpose. It's that yeah. kind of thing. <laughs> um, that's why when I accidentally call somebody by the wrong name, when I call the <laughs> name again, I call it by a different wrong name. <laughs> so then I just look like, they're like, at first, like, this guy didn't know my name. Like, it's like, he called me the wrong, he called me Jeff. My name's not Jeff. And then I call him George. And they're like, wait, what the fuck is he doing? <laughs> It's like, now I just seem weird instead of incompetent. <laughs> there you go. And that's better. See, it works. <laughs> um, so one of the songs is, one of the songs I was thinking about was, um, was, uh, Venus as a Boy, which is a great song. Hmm. Um, 
And just just her her wistfully throaty like yeah. tone on that. But the one that I was really thinking of that that really kind of resonates when I'm thinking of doing a cover of uh, of Tiny Dancer is Hyper Ballad, mm. which is have you heard Hyper Ballad? I don't think I have. It's really nice. I'll have to play it for you. It's really nice, but it's um, it. <sighs> I have heard so, Venus is a boy. So listen to uh, just listen to these lyrics. Um, it starts off and says, "We live on a mountain right at the top. There's a beautiful view from the top of the mountain. Every morning I walk towards the edge and throw little things off, like car parts, bottles, and cutlery, or whatever I find lying around. It's becoming a habit, a way to start the day. I go through all this. And this gets to the course. I go through all this before you wake up, so I can feel happier to be safe up here with you." It's it's a dark song, man. Yeah. It is. And then I think of like kind of reminds me of uh STP's Wet the Bed. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean my like bed. yeah, like read read that in Scott Weiland's voice. <laughs> Sometimes I throw things off the edge. <laughs> uh so yeah, that but um thinking about uh thinking about that um like what she puts the energy she puts into that um, and the emotion he puts into it, and then, uh, and then, uh, having her doing tiny, tiny dancer, I think would just be kind of awesome. That would be really cool, yeah. All right, awesome. Uh, so I, I will go back to the one that I initially skipped now because, uh, I, I really wanted to get to that gorilla's one, okay? But, um, I would like to hear Ozzy Osbourne cover Stone Temple Pilots' Interstate Love Song. It'd be a very different experience. That would be very different. And it would not be as good as the original. It, it, but it could possibly. God damn, it would be interesting. <laughs> hmm. Get like much more driving instrumentation, step up the tempo a little bit, and maybe sing it in a higher key. And I think I think Ozzy would make it a pretty interesting experience. Okay. I'm gonna counter that with Ozzy Osbourne doing a cover of Wet My Bed. only if he screams it the way he screams all aboard at the beginning of crazy train like just the whole way through and where's mary (laughs) have you looked in the bathroom (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'd be into that (laughs) he'd be be, he would change it to where's sharon (laughs) where's sharon sharon And who has my last cigarette? She sleeps in there sometimes. <laughs> when I'm too drunk or high, and she doesn't want to put up with my shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I bet I can see that. <laughs> I'm just thinking of that clip from the Ozzy show where, like, the phone rings and he just like rolls around and looks at. He's like, "What the fuck is that?" <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that would be really good. So, again, uh, Disgraceland did an episode on Ozzy. Oh, God. <laughs> which, I mean, everyone knows all the different stories about Ozzy. Oh, but, yeah. But um, this one, I just, this one story, which was new to me because I, I don't really know a lot about him. And, of course, you know, I know about him, like, you know, snoring ants and things like that. But <laughs> As you um, do. <laughs> but this one story was, as 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 Jake tells it, he was, um, 
doing a lot of drugs. He was super paranoid. This is before Sharon. Doing a lot of drugs, super super paranoid. And um, there was a guy that was hanging out with them, like a like a groupie or roadie that didn't look like the regular like groupies or roadies. <laughs> and he was a little too buttoned down. And Ozzy was really kind of paranoid about this guy and was like he was thought he was an undercover cop. Then one day the police show up at the house. And they got a shit ton of drugs there. Oh God, I've read the story. <laughs> it's in his. It's in I am Ozzy. Okay, but keep so, going because I love this. <laughs> so he, so he's like he's flipping out and everything. He's like, this is gonna be it. The tour is gonna be canceled. I'm gonna go to prison for like you know more years than I can count. And uh, well, more years than I can count times ten. And <laughs> um, and so we've got to get rid of the drugs. So he goes and um, starts trying to flush the drugs. And ends up clogging the toilet. And they still got more drugs. And so he gets all the other people there. And they're like, if the cops come in and find all these drugs here, we're all going to be in trouble. There's like six bathrooms in this house. He basically like <laughs> grab some drugs and get the flush in. And then it's like, it's not working. Well, this is it's, actually a different story than I was thinking. But keep going. This is and, and then he was like, he, he was like uh, this isn't working. He was like, there's no more way to get rid of this coke. <laughs> we got to snort it up. It is the same story. Okay. <laughs> They just start snort up all this this cocaine. And then, of course, the cops weren't even there for anything. Didn't even come inside the house. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was the same story. Okay. <laughs> Which I'm like, holy shit, man. Um, didn't he go through like three baggies of the stuff? <laughs> I, I don't remember him saying like how, what he went through. But it was just it like. Was crazy. Yeah, just like, what in the hell? And it was, yeah, because he talks about that in the I Am Aussie book. And at, at the end of the story, he's like, I don't have a fucking clue how that didn't kill me. <laughs> it's like, well, yeah, I should have killed you. <laughs> oh, man, that's that's just, that's that's insane. God, um, yeah. <laughs> just what in the world? Yeah, apparently science wants to study him after he dies to see what the hell was in his body that kept him from just dying from all the drugs that he did. So did you, this is something that was also in Disgraceland. So if you guys haven't, and this guy's won like two awards for like, like, podcast of the year like consecutively yeah so i mean i will beat that me, me telling you about him or whatever i mean you if you don't really know about him you wouldn't hear about him soon um and i like his stories I like the way he tells his stories um so i just i hate that i hate we're always bringing up more well-known podcasts on our podcast um oh, but <laughs> i think it's just like anything else that we we other media whatever that we absorb and also, I would just have to say, we're podcasters. We listen to podcasts, too. Yeah, you know? yeah totally. Yeah, so, be like someone, like, you know, making a movie that doesn't watch movies. Like, <laughs> I can't stand movies. Plus, uh, we would be really hard-pressed to find a podcast that's not better known than ours. So, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. How we stay humble. <laughs> um, but uh, one of the other things he mentions in um, in that particular podcast uh, about Ozzy um, was... Uh, Shit, now I forgot what's going with this. Um, with this crazy ass rants and his drugs and <laughs> yep, fuck me. Um, I hear this. I gotta, gotta take a moment here. <clears throat> I know there was one story where, like, a friend of the family's, like, there, uh, a friend of the family's lost his father. His dad died, and so they went to the funeral and. Ozzy told the story as he saw it from his mind, but then he told the story that really happened. 
Because he, like, he was like, in his mind, he walked up to the guy, shook his hand, was like, I'm so sorry for your loss. You have my deepest condolences. If there's anything that I can do to help you, just let me know. And when they got back to the car, Sharon was pissed off at him. She's like, what in the fuck is wrong with you? He's like, what are you talking about? She's like, you walked up and was like, ha ha, your dad's dead, fucking loser. He's like, I don't remember that at all. Oh, shit. So, yeah. I think that was about the point where he realized he needed to get sober. <laughs> well, they actually tell an interesting... He tells an interesting story about Ozzy waking up in the middle of the night and strangling Sharon. Oh, God. And yeah, that wasn't in the memoir. He, he, he blacked out. He, he wakes up in, like, in jail. And he's like, how did I get here? And the guard's like, hey, fuck you, you asshole. It's like, he tried to kill your wife. He's like, why would I try to do that? But he'd been blacking out and doing shit that he wow. was completely unaware of. And he's God, like, that's oh, scary. I got to get... Uh, th-. But I remember now what it was. It's a story that he tells on this. And um, so, for those of you unaware, like, Disgraceland, he's got a website where he puts all of his sources on there. I, you know, I haven't gone to to look at that to validate his sources. I mean, I'm not Woodward or Bernstein, you know. <laughs> yeah, so I'm so I'm gonna relate the story to you as it was related to me. I'm gonna tell you that, you know, you know, Tim, so if I'm if I'm wrong, he's wrong, and I'm telling you that he told me wrong. Um <laughs> and if you ever told me wrong, just say fuck you, Jake Brennan. Um but as of right now, I, I I trust that he's telling me the right thing. Uh but uh, the story is uh is uh uh Ozzy tested positive for uh, HIV. Okay. That sounded familiar, but keep going. But it turns out that all the drugs and shit he had done had fucked up his body and his blood so bad that that they couldn't get a good read. And so <laughs> yep. he tested positive and they're like, we've never seen blood like this before. Your blood's all fucked up. You yep. don't have HIV, but this is... <laughs> you're Like, we don't even know how you're alive, pretty much. <laughs> Like, Lord knows what you do have. <laughs> Good guy. <laughs> and it's like, uh, it's like the only person that you could actually give blood to is Keith Richards. And we're not even positive that it wouldn't kill him. Oh, God, you know? that would open a wormhole. Huh? That would open a wormhole. Yeah. That would just, like, in the universe. That would that would create an, 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 an uh, Akita-type monster. Like, you know. <laughs> Just this pulsing, oozing mound of flesh. Tornado! Ozzy! Okay, so uh, who's who? Is it my turn now? I, I think it's your turn, yeah. It's my turn. Um, all right, so this is the last one I actually have. Um, Foo Fighters doing a cover of Can, uh, Can You Hear Me Knocking by the Rolling Stones. Ooh, that'd be good. Yeah. That'd be real good. I actually have Foo Fighters down on my list a little ways, <laughs> but yeah, I was I love uh, uh, Can't You Hear Me Knocking, and it's one of those that I think they said that they stopped playing in concerts for a while because it was such a long song. Yeah, um, and but it really is a, a I, I like it a lot. I really like that song, and it's one that I can hear Dave doing a cover of. Or I always I always say Dave like there's no other body else in the band. I'm like no, <laughs> Taylor he doesn't exist. Patty doesn't exist. No, it's all it's all Dave. I fuck those uh, other guys. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, like uh, I can really hear the band doing that mm-hmm. and uh, and and really making it just putting a slightly different spin on it, but really making it rock. So I think they could do pretty much any Rolling Stone song and do it super super well. Yeah, like, uh, uh, can you imagine them doing "Paint It Black"? God, that'd be that'd be something, man. Yeah, that would be a hell of a trip. 
You know who I, who I wouldn't mind hear uh, saying or hearing do painted black. Hmm. And uh, here's here's the bad part. I can't really I can't narrow it down to which one, but um, either Jack White, Dead Weather, or the Rack and Tours. Ooh, oh, the Rack and Tours would do really good with that. And it's like, of course, they're all Jack White, but you know each. There's Jack White solo, then there's, you yeah, know, yeah. there's the Raconteurs and there's Dead Weather, and each one has a different sound to us. I'm not sure which sound would work better. Yeah. But, yeah. How do you think Ben Folds would do with Paint It Black? Hmm. Totally different sound, but. I hate to say it, but I can't, I can't hear that one. I can't. Yeah, probably not. Probably not. I mean, but... I could be pleasantly surprised, but just, just off the cuff, I can't. Maybe, maybe hear if it. he did it kind of like Brick. Like, really slow it down to a ballad. Hmm. That would be interesting, maybe. Yeah, yeah. It would definitely be a reinterpretation. Uh, yeah, a reinterpretation. <laughs> but yeah, that would be that would be something. I think it'd be interesting. I don't know if it'd be good, but it'd be interesting. Alright, since we're since we were already talking about Foo Fighters, I'm just gonna throw mine out, which you're not super familiar with uh, the music of the Sonic games, but I've spoken very highly of it in the past. Uh, I want to hear Foo Fighters cover Live and Learn by Crush 40. Okay, see, I don't know that one. Anybody who knows Live and Learn, the, the few who listen to the podcast, you guys, if you know Live and Learn, you know what I'm talking about. It'd be fucking awesome covered by Foo Fighters. Alright, so... It's, it's, it's solid. It's a good song. Okay. Um... I mean, it's trash rock. You know, it's it's suck rock, but... It's, suck rock? Yeah. <laughs> Or, or what, what does Aaron call it from the Game Grumps? He calls it butt rock. It's just, like, really, like, thrashy, trashy rock, but it's great. I love it. <laughs> oh, that'd be kind of interesting. Um, huh. I'd have to hear the song to be able to, be able to say, but... I, there's, I, haven't heard of, I haven't heard a Food Fire song I didn't like. Yeah. I mean, I've heard, heard something I didn't like as much as others, but I haven't heard one I didn't like. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I'd, I'd be for it, man. Yeah, I'd be... I'd love to give it a whirl. Um, and, of course, you mentioned Tours, and we've already talked about Beck a few times. I would actually like to hear Beck cover Many Shades of Black. That would be nice. Mm-hmm. That would be really nice. <laughs> yeah. Um... Yeah, Beck can really do some good soul stuff. And Many Shades of Black is one of the most soulful songs on the planet. So, Many Shades of Black has gotten me through some dark shit. So. And Many Shades of Black is, is really good. I love that song quite a bit. That is one of the most wonderful songs of all time, yes. I, uh, I, it, the lyrics are just... Um, I just... It, it, you know, um, uh, uh, everybody sees and everybody agrees that you and I were wrong, and it's been that way for too long. Oh yeah, it, that's uh, yeah, that's um, that's a good one. I have to say that if you had to, if you had a, if you had to make a make a, you know, most people when they make a a post breakup song mm-hmm. uh, like a, a playlist, that they always want to pick these sappy ass things to remind them of all the stuff that you know, like oh, I like, but that's that's like the the song that you play to to be like fuck that person. You put on like Ben Fold song for the dumped. Yep. You put on Many Shades of Black, and, and, yep. you know, um, and top it off with Love Stings, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wedding Singer version. <laughs> um, 
So I don't know if this has ever been done. And this is just one that just kind of popped in my head. Um, I think I would like to hear Johnny Cash do Heart Shaped Box. Ooh, yeah. Oh, that would be tight. Yeah. Because, I mean, he he fucking owns Hurt. Oh, oh my God, yes. Like, it, that that is purely Johnny Cash's song. He took it and he claimed it. <sighs> Just even from, the, from that opening line, there's so much emotion in that. So in that opening line, he, the way he just puts it out, I hurt myself today. You know, just like the way he drags it out, it's almost like a confession. Mm-hmm. It's it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, those American recordings are are, are just, they're the best. Yeah. Um, yeah, so good. And uh, and he did that, he did that cover of When the Man Comes Around. I don't think I know that one. Oh, that's really good. It's on the American Recordings, too. Okay. Um, but yeah, When the Man Comes Around is really nice. God, I gotta start listening all the way through albums instead of just, like, picking select songs. Yeah. I keep meaning to start doing that, but... Hey, yeah, it's, 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 it's kind of... I, you know, you, you, the, you, you hear the ones that, that, you know, that brought, uh, brought it to your attention, mm-hmm. and then you... You know, the, you kind of stick with that, and um, uh, I see. I think the last album I listened all the way through was the Macho Man rap album. <laughs> Be a man, <laughs> just a phenomenal album. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like I have I have a, another song in my head. And I'm trying to think of who would be able to cover it. It's a song I really like. And I'm trying to think of who could cover it well. That mm-hmm. would make me. Oh, I bet you I, I, I hear this. This is it. Okay. Um, Fiona Apple doing a cover of It's Probably Me by Eric Clapton and Sting. Whoa. And if you guys haven't heard that before, um, it's, uh, it was actually like the, the, the song for the movie Lethal Weapon 3. Okay. Um, and it's a really nice song. It's, it's very deep and soulful. Eric Clapton and Sting. Um, I haven't and, thought about that uh, song in a long time. And I can hear Fiona Apple doing that and doing such a great job. I mean, her, for her, her cover of Across the Universe is beautiful. I love that. I oh got a great God. big crush on Fiona Apple. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I've been a bad, bad boy. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying right now, Fiona Apple, you know, I'm the key master, baby. So it just, um, you know, if you want to bring about the end of the universe, uh, just, uh, hey. <laughs> okay. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking of a song and I can't think of who I would want to have cover it. Cause my go-to is to say that I would want to hear Ninja Sex Party cover it. Okay. But their covers are very straight up. You know, they don't really bring too much different to it. Sometimes they do. Like, their cover of uh, Don't Fear the Reaper, they actually, like, slow the tempo down and make it a lot more soulful. That's pretty cool. Uh, but for the most part, they just do straight-up covers, and they do them really, really well. But I want to hear somebody do a cover of Rio by Duran Duran, but I can't think of who would be a really good fit for that. Hmm. See, I was trying to think of someone doing um, the reflex. I, could, I couldn't think of who would who could do the reflex. Yeah. Um, I th- for me, I think it had to be someone that would be really energetic, mm-hmm. especially when you get to that, that someone that could really just kind of belt that out and just, just put so much into it. Um, yep. but, uh, but Rio, 
Oh, that's a tough one, man. Yeah. I I almost want to say that Weird Al could do a really good straight cover of that. Because every once in a while, very rarely, he'll do like a serious cover. Like he did a really, really nice cover of uh, the Pixies, I Bleed. Um, he did a great cover of uh, Rebel, Rebel Yell. And that, mm, nice. Yeah, like when he takes himself seriously and is like, I'm not playing this for laughs, he does some really great stuff. So I almost want to say that he could do that really well. Man, um, hmm. Okay, so I'm going to put this out there, and you're probably going to hate me for it. <laughs> um, and I'm just putting it out there because I think it would be interesting. I'm not saying it would be good, not saying it would be bad, but I think it would be interesting. Rio, God, I, I, I can only imagine people listening to this, they're probably just going to fucking rage. <laughs> I cover Rio by Pharrell. Hmm. Okay. I, I I could see that working. It would be different. It, I, it would be guaranteed. Different. It would be different. I was afraid that you were going to say a cover of Rio by uh, Save Ferris. But. Mm. And so, and I, I'm going to say this for people that aren't very familiar with Pharrell. Um, if you you probably know him from his uh, like some of the solo stuff he's done, like when he did. Um, uh, happy and uh, the, the the songs he did uh, for the first um, uh, Despicable Me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I did the, the, he did two songs on that on that album that I I really really liked. Um, uh, was it Fun 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 or something like that? And then the, he did the one uh, uh, Beautiful Girls. Those songs are just really nice. And then, of course, you know, did the other one. But then the stuff he's done with NERD or NERD, depending on how you want to, you want to pronounce that. Oh, NERD's great. Yeah. I mean, so it's a different style. He's a, he's a great producer. So he's used to doing different styles. Yeah. So it's, it's like if you take someone like Rick Rubin, who, who doesn't sing or anything, but you take Rick Rubin, you say, okay, Rick Rubin's produced like Metallica albums. He's done Chili Peppers. He's done Beastie Boys. He's done, you know, mm-hmm. uh, LL Cool J. And he's done all these different people. He did the American recordings with Johnny Cash. So the guy knows different, you know, genres of music and can do it really well. Yeah. So Pharrell is, is kind of along the same line, only he actually can can make music too. So yeah. you can't so it's I think it's easy to kind of like pigeonhole him as more of like a like a rap R and B kind of guy, but he can do other stuff too. And and I'm just comparing him to Rick Rubin because they're both producers, but this guy can also like sing and do all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so um, that would be interesting. Uh, as a story, as I heard it way back when, uh, was when the first uh, nerd album came out um, in search of it was delayed because he had done it um, just using like a like a beat machine hmm. and did the whole thing there. But it somehow got leaked. And he then went and re-recorded all with live instruments, and that's the version that actually came out retail. Oh. I've heard both versions. Yeah. Um. And uh, and he even did he did a, a uh, an album called In My Mind is like one of his solo albums, and there was actually two versions of that too, one with live instruments and one with beats, and they do sound like they're they're different. I mean, even though saying it's just there's something about you know a live instrument versus like a like a, you know a, a beat machine. Oh yeah. But, yeah. Um. So, uh, you know, like I said, just knowing knowing that and knowing that the difference that it can make when you, you know, how you put things together. But I think, except if nothing else, it would be different. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, I mean, different, different's great. Um, 
So this this one just jumped out to me. The Pixies, Where Is My Mind, covered by Smashing Pumpkins. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that would be pretty fun. That would be interesting. I think it'd be pretty faithful, but his vocals... His vocals are, like, really throaty, and I think it would kind of add, like... Add some harshness to the song, mm-hmm. like a, l- a little. It would add desperation to the song. Yeah, and so I think that would be a really cool take. And I've been thinking. Um, I had never watched uh, the Trolls movie, but on the soundtrack, Anna Kendrick and Justin Timberlake do a beautiful cover of True Colors. Really? Yeah, it's a really, really good cover. I'm wow. trying to think of like what could those two cover that would go as well as True Colors. Who? Man, that would be something. Yeah, that's like one of my favorite Cindy Lauper songs. That's like a great, great song, yeah, and they do is. a really good job. I mean, I'm—I mean, you already know I'm a huge fan of both of them. Yeah, and you know, and and I was—I was telling Wallcrawler this, and I think I've said it before, um, which is uh, when he was in concert like years ago. He came by here. I think it was during the—it was during the Future Sex Love Sounds mm-hmm. tour. And some people I knew were going to see it, and they're like, are you going? I'm like, man, I ain't going to see a goddamn Justin Timberlake. <laughs> I mean, I was working at the music store when, um, when his first Justified came out, and I was like, okay, yeah, here we're going to go. We're going to get some more, um, uh, of that, uh, bye, bye, bye. And, you know, <laughs> and Justified came out, and it was, it was pretty good. He's... Now, Pharrell was also one of the producers of that. Oh, um, wow. <laughs> and, uh, and Timberland did some songs soon. Of course, after that, I think he just pretty much stuck with Timberland as the, the producer. But you've got uh, some of the songs in there um, have uh, the clips um, back when they were they were still together. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, kind of doing some, some rap on some of the songs. And of course, Pharrell had um, produced the clips for his album. Um, and uh, <clears throat> anyway, uh, I, I like Justified. Had some good songs on it. And I dug it, uh, but I was like, I'm still not going to go see like his concert. And I listened to the album. I really liked the album. And then the concert they did the uh, a recording of the Madison Square Garden concert. And yeah. It came on HBO. Man, I've watched that thing like three times. That <laughs> shit was so good. And I was like, oh, I wish I'd gone. Yeah, he's, I wish I'd gone. Yeah, he is like shockingly good at what he does. Uh, so, uh. Yeah, no. If you haven't heard, if you haven't heard their cover of True Colors, it's, I have not. It is beautiful. Mm. But it would have to be something that has a duet or mm-hmm. could be a duet, which I think that's that's the hard part about it. Is I'm trying to think in my head, like what what could be that would be a duet that the two of them could work on. Yeah, you know what? I don't think we can really probably answer that in this in this episode. We probably have to think about it and come back with another set of covers. Yeah. You want to? Um, I think we, we could. You know, I, this was I, a lot of fun. <laughs> I think maybe someone else we could do is um is talk about covers uh, that we've heard that we like because there's mm-hmm. there's tons of covers that I don't think we've even mentioned. Like, I'm not a Courtney Love fan, mm-hmm. even though I do like uh, Hole's album Celebrity Skin and I do like some stuff from her first album. Um, Celebrity Skin was produced by Billy Corgan, primarily, I believe. Uh, and um, but she did a cover of Gold Dust Woman. <laughs> um, for the Crow 2 soundtrack. Yeah. And it's damn good. Wow. Uh, so, uh, uh, yeah, so yeah, it, it's, um, kind of, kind of thinking about, about that. What, what could be good? But yeah, 
I mean, if we, if we just kept just making shit up as we go along, this podcast would never end. Yeah, but I think it's yeah. a good one to kind of come back and then you know think about uh, some of our favorite covers and uh, yeah, and then some more that we think would be pretty good. Yeah, this mm-hmm. this was a lot of fun. We didn't do a lot of laughs, but you know, we got to talk about stuff that we're really enthusiastic about. Yep. And, you know, people at least got to hear both about bands that we like and songs that we like. So that's that's a pretty good combination. And if you guys like '80s music, because um, you and I both love '80s music. Oh yeah, yeah, that's um, my go-to. The uh, the soundtrack to the movie uh, Sky High is <laughs> all '80s cover songs. Oh nice, and they're actually pretty good. Uh, awesome. And I say it like that, like they're actually pretty good because I'm, I'm like, uh, you know, sometimes when we do a cover, like, like we said, you know, they 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 so desperately want to change it up, mm-hmm. um, and. But they actually did a good job with the cover songs on the Sky High soundtrack. I was impressed. Cool. Yeah. So, yeah, if you like it, just give it, you know, pull it up on, I don't know, like Spotify or, you know, Amazon Music or something like that. And just take a listen. Yeah, yeah. You might and might find something you like. And definitely give the Ninja Sex Party Under the Covers albums a listen. There's three volumes now, and I, I'm very fond of all of them. They're great, great albums. Yeah, um... I see. Uh, was it uh, GNR Spaghetti Incident is all? I think hmm. um, is all cover album. Nice. Raging nice. Machine has their all their all cover album, which is really really good. Yep. And we were talking about the Weezer one earlier. Yeah. So like that, like all, all of that stuff is worth checking out. And of course, you also have things like um, uh, Stone Immaculation, the tribute to Led Zeppelin. And um, uh, Stone Temple Pilots did a did a song on there too nice. on that one. Uh, that one I wasn't familiar with. Yeah. But I think the best possible thing that we can close this podcast out with is Rick Astley's cover of Everlong. Uh yeah. That was that was surprisingly good. That was shockingly good. So that's on YouTube. If you guys want to check it out, you can watch and hear Rick sing that, perform it live in like his own like home studio doing Everlong. And god damn it's good. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's really good. I mean it's 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 not one that I'm just like like yeah but it I'm like wow he did a really good job. It was I was like because I love Everlong. Everlong's one of those songs that I put on there and I'm just like, oh, you know. Yeah. Like, it, it, for me, I like Everlong, but it's a, it's a headphone song. Mm-hmm. It's one that I like to put you know, put both earbuds in or some noise counseling headphones and just let that song wash over me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It gives me goosebumps. Uh, so, yeah. All right, everyone. Well, thank you very much um, for, for joining us for another... Uh, Another podcast, and uh, we're just going to keep season three going. Um, Indefinitely. Yeah. It will never end. No. It'll it'll always be season three. We'll just be like, (laughs) it'll be season three, 2020, 2021. Yeah, we're going to do it like Chicago albums. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, uh, yeah. uh, again, this has been Turk182. You can find me on Twitter at Turk182 underscore KE. And I've been Akomi. You can find me pretty much anywhere on the internet at Akomi Draws. Uh, and, uh, you know, check out some of our other, our other podcasts. If you're first time listening to us or if you just heard hers for a few times, uh, you know, we've got, uh, three, um, oh, well, now, Two full seasons behind us. You know, yep. this is our, our third season here. We've got a full season of our Let's Watches. And we're going to be starting up season two of our Let's Watches coming up soon. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, 
And we've got, uh, and of course, you know, if you run on over to our uh, uh, Corova YouTube channel, you can also see some of the other stuff we've done, including some uh, celebrity interviews and some of our old uh, like Let's Plays yeah, and other yeah. stuff we're going to be putting up there in the future. Yep. So yeah, check us out and, uh, you know, drop us a, uh, you know, if you have something you want to add to, you know, our covers, you know, feel free to, uh, you know, you know send, send us a self-addressed stamped envelope. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yes, because I'm not paying for stamps. Stamps are damn expensive. <laughs> um, but no, you know, just you know, just shoot us a tweet or however it is you want to communicate with us. Um, you know, I'm I'm actually pretty fond of messaging a bottle just because I've never gotten one before. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, that you know, just you know, just say hey, how about this? Or you know, I think that would sound really really horrible. <laughs> 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 I'm good either way. You know, this is just what we thought would sound good, but you know. I can know there's some people like, oh God, no, that'd be awful. His voice is too grating. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, you just uh, let us know and please um, give us a review, man. We, you know, we want to we you know if you really liked it, please give us five stars. If you didn't like it so much, listen to a couple more until you actually find one you really like and then, and then give us five stars. Yeah, yeah. I, I hate this begging. I really do. <laughs> please, sir, can I have some stars? Stars. Uh, <laughs> but it, it just helps us to grow and get bigger and better, stronger, much faster. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. All right. Thanks, everybody. Bye. All right there, folks. That was Our Moms Think We're Funny. Let's, uh, let's give them a hand.